Welcome in to the one and done college basketball podcast featuring Jake Uther, Austin Atwood, and yours truly, Dan Cooter. Pretty busy weekend of action in college hoops, and we're about to dive into all of it. Oklahoma State took down Texas in double overtime. Illinois stayed hot with a convincing win over Wisconsin. Iowa's concerns continue to grow as they fell victim to Indiana inside Assembly Hall. And USC smothered UCLA in a battle of the Pac-12's best. Jim Beheim's eating boogers on live television (laughs) and much more to come. But first, I want to start with the Missouri Tigers taking down the Alabama Crimson Tide. 68-65 is your final. This game was... Not as close as the score would indicate, although Alabama did make a try and comeback, um, which included a 21-2 run towards the end of this game. But Missouri pulls out the victory. They moved up to number 10 in the polls. Alabama slid right below them at number 11. Austin, what do we make of this Missouri team as they're trying to chase down Alabama in the SEC race? Dan, I'm not going to lie to you. I changed the channel when I (laughs) – they were up by 20 with, what, like six, seven minutes left to go. I changed the channel to the Oklahoma game because I thought – So, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Austin. I was getting ready to take Georgia, my dog, for those of you that don't know, to her first training class. Oh. And, um, yeah, uh, that's a whole other story. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm getting ready, and I'm, like, kind of peeking at the TV, and I see, like, the, the leads, like, you know, it's just getting – lower and lower and lower and I'm like ah, they, they're gonna run out of time they're not gonna make it and then I like didn't even look and I left and then I got back and I, I took a peek at the score and they won by three and my heart freaking went into my stomach I was like Jesus <laughs> Christ they almost blew it I couldn't believe it yeah, I changed it to the Oklahoma game because that was way closer and then yeah. I saw at the bottom of the scoreboard it was like Alabama 63 Missouri 65 I was like this gotta be a typo no way change yeah. it back and alabama came roaring back what was it you said 21 to 2 run it was a 21 to 2 run i believe jesus christ yeah missouri was up by 20 with six minutes left after dominating throughout the entire game um just i mean they played a great game I mean, it's just kind of scary how alabama you know they can really kick on the defense and you know with, with their offensive ability, I, obviously it wasn't clicking early on in the game, being down 20, but it's kind of amazing how they can take their defense and then form that into offense and have it all gel just within, <clears throat> you know, five minutes. And mm-hmm. within a blink of an eye, they were back in this game. Yeah, I honestly still think that Alabama is a better team than Missouri. Yep. Um Missouri went 3-20 from three. They had 46 points in the paint. And as you mentioned, Austin, you kind of see how Alabama, they can turn the defense on, but they can turn on the offense as well. And for Missouri, I don't really think they have that firepower that Alabama has. But to Missouri's credit, they played their game. They stuck to the game plan. Drew Smith, uh, he led all Tigers with difference maker. And as I mentioned. Difference maker. Yeah, yeah, 46 points in the paint for this Missouri team. They dominated the boards for, I would say, probably 35 out of the 40 minutes of this game. And that was, I thought, the the deciding factor. They just they jumped out to that lead and, you know, they made it a little closer than they probably wanted to, but they were able to hang on to the end. And 
I guess I owe an apology to Missouri because I said that they were going to be the team that fell outside the top 25. Yeah, you did. End. And you did. As of now, it does not look like it's trending that way. They are up to number 10 in the standings and the AP polls, I should say. And that is, I believe, their highest rank of the season so far after their, I would say, most impressive win of the season over Alabama. Yeah. They, I also like how, I mean, the three ball wasn't, wasn't falling early and they – they switched it up and they really took the ball to the rim and started draining those mid-range jump shots. They really took advantage of that, um, exploiting Alabama. Yeah, it wasn't Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wisconsin. Jesus. Yeah, if it was Wisconsin, they would have just kept chucking them up. Oh, but are okay. we worried about Alabama at all? Um, obviously, uh, they live by the three and it hasn't been falling these, I'd say, last three games as well as they like to. I mean, they hit they hit around 11 a game, and they've, they've been hitting, I'd say, like between 9 and 10, just below average. But I'm not, I'm not as worried as maybe some people are cause, just because they can really turn on their offense and, you know, they use their defense to create offense. So I'm not, I'm not that worried. Yeah, and they are um, up by two, 35 to 33, with about two and a half minutes to play in the first over South Carolina. So we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. But they should pull away. But you never know. Yeah, you never yeah, know. You never you know. Gotta keep an eye on it. Um, speaking of a team that I don't know if I'm worried about them or not, but Texas, they fall uh, to Oklahoma State in overtime, <clears throat> double overtime, I should say. The final 75 to 67 in Stillwater. The Cowboys win. And. I think maybe this is more of an indictment on Oklahoma State than Texas. It was a brutal stretch for Texas. They've lost four or five, but they've all been to formidable opponents. And they're going to get a lighter stretch coming up here. They just need to take care of business to regain some confidence in themselves and for me to, to gain confidence back in them. But I guess we could talk more about this Oklahoma State team. As of now, it looks as though we're going to see the Cowboys in the tournament. God, I, and I, I do so. believe – I do believe that they are a tournament team. Yeah, yep. And the only question is going to be if these infractions are laid upon them by the NCAA before tournament time. And as of now, Austin, I really don't see that happening. I don't know why they would do it. It's at their own discretion. Yeah. I don't really see at this point why you would wait this long just to, you know, drop the hammer on Oklahoma State two weeks before Selection Sunday. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. That would it, be pretty cruel. Yeah, it'd be very cruel, <laughs> yes, Jake. Yes, it would, Jake. And especially with a year with probably no no Kentucky, no Duke, no Michigan State, and, you know, you just what you want to kick out the number one overall pick, assumably, in Cade Cunningham, not see him in the tournament. I, I don't think they do it. I think Oklahoma State's going to be in the tournament, hopefully. But looking at this Oklahoma State team, Dan, they look like a team that just keeps getting better and better. I know they lost to Kansas last night, but it's not just all Cade Cunningham like we we thought it would be. It's really not. I really don't think it's much of Cade Cunningham, to be completely honest with you. No, no. But, I mean, he's still – I don't think he looks that good. (laughs) He's putting up points. It's just he's not shooting the ball very well. I mean, he's getting to the free free throw line. No, the efficiency is – Terrible. I always feel like he's in foul trouble too. That's yeah, hard. that too, Jake. But they got guys that are getting better and better each game. Like Caleb Boone had 22 points, 15 rebounds, and five blocks in this game. Just really taking over. And then Avery Anderson, guy I've never heard of, 
16 points, 10 rebounds. And then Isaiah Likely, who didn't shoot well this game, I think he had just two points, uh, shooting one of six. He he's a guy that's been good in the past, and if he can, you know, be more consistent and step it up, this Oklahoma State team could be a real threat in the tournament. Maybe win a couple games. I don't know how you feel about him, man. Yeah, I I think they're going to be a team that uh, will probably hover around that eight nine yeah seed come tournament time. Um, I'm not very confident in them to be quite honest with you, Austin. I mean, a loss at TCU that kind of that's kind of still sits pretty sickly in my stomach. I, I yeah, I don't really like it. And to go back to my point with Keith Cunningham. Um, especially late in the games, did you see the the steal? Yeah, he missed it. I won. I couldn't believe that he actually got the ball, and then I don't think he. Could yeah, I think he was like shocked that he actually got it, and just kind of he, he could have. He had time. He he forced it. I thought he could have either laid in and tried to draw a foul on the defender or just taking his time with it. But I think as soon as he got it, he tried to get it off his fingers. And that's why I, I believe it fell short. And it was just kind of an awkward play. But anyway, I mean, Kate Cunningham, I feel like at the end of these games, he kind of forces things. And it seems as though he's not a traditional point guard, but he seems to always have the ball in his hands at the end of the games. And I know he's hit a couple of big shots and has been clutch um, for this Oklahoma State team down the stretch of some games. It's just – Inefficiency has kind of been the name of the game for King Cunningham. 19 points, 8 rebounds in this game. He goes 5 of 22 from the field. Um, he does go 3 of 5 from 3. So, to be honest with you, I don't really have a good gauge on him yet. I, I don't know if he doesn't seem as though he's completely comfortable. Would you agree with that, Austin? I, I don't. Yeah, at times he seems kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, and the turnovers have been an issue for him mm-hmm. in a couple of yeah, games. He had seven thing. turnovers uh, last night in the loss to Kansas. He did have 26 points, but, you know, as to mention the inefficiencies, again, 7 of 18 from the field in that game. So uh, maybe forcing up a couple of bad shots. He did have an ugly turnover at the end of that Texas game that almost cost yeah. him. And that game almost didn't go to overtime. So, you know, he was able to get lucky there, but – I think Kate Cunningham is still going going through some growing pains. If he if he can continue to get better down the stretch here, um, I think that's only going to help, you know, the Cowboys. Um, enough about Oklahoma State, though. Quickly, let's touch on Texas. I, I, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not going to take much from this loss. It, it was a brutal stretch of games. Uh, they get Kansas State tonight. That should mm-hmm. be a good rebound for them. Um, we look back at their at their past couple of games. A loss to Baylor. I mean, who's who's beating Baylor right now? No, no one. one. <laughs> um, a one point loss to Oklahoma. Um, a, a two point loss to Texas Tech. A big win over West Virginia. That's just some of the the previous games that they've had. I'm not too worried about this Texas team. I think they're going to hover around that. I, I think they're maybe a four, maybe a three, if they get a couple yeah. of big wins in the Big Twelve. They are obviously going to drop here, um, you know, probably in seeding. Uh, we'll take a peek here at what Jerry Palm has them projected here. But, Austin, what what do you make of this, this Texas team and their struggles of late? Um, just, I mean, what they had the COVID pause. They're obviously, in this game, they shot the ball very poorly, 25% from the field. Uh, I, I, 
I'm not worried about them because they have their next three games. They play the bottom tier of the Big 12, Kansas State, TCU, and Iowa State. And then I believe they have a game against a rematch <clears throat> against Oklahoma. So, I mean, a good three stretch of games to kind of get themselves going again. And, you know, I, I'm not sure if Oklahoma is their last game or they have a couple more after, but um, they have a good three stretch of games here to get themselves going again and get themselves ready for the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, Jerry Palm has uh, Texas on the three line yeah, right now, four and five in quad one. They've taken care of business in all their quadrants. Um, they have a net of 18. So, um, as mentioned, I, I think Texas hovers around that three, four seed for the remaining of the season. And, um, you know, I think Shock is smart. He's obviously got his best team since coming over to Texas uh, from VCU. And I think they could make a good run of the tournament if they get hot at the right time. Yeah. Just, and that Big 12, it's brutal. I mean, there's probably seven teams that are tournament-bound within that league um, with Oklahoma State kind of coming into the picture now. So Texas has got their work cut out for them, but I'm, I'm still fairly confident that come tournament time, they're going to be a good team. Yeah, awesome. good. You said you weren't sure about their end of the season. To close out the season, they get West Virginia, Kansas, and Texas Tech for the last Oh, three okay. All right. That's How a are you? Home games yeah. against West Virginia and Kansas for those. Thank you for that, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Now, here's a team that I have absolutely zero confidence. Come here we time. go. Here we go. <laughs> um, Iowa loses to Indiana <clears throat> 67 to 65. This game was on Sunday at noon before the Super Bowl. So many people probably didn't catch this one, but Iowa is coming back down to earth as I think many expected, as I expected. I don't think I was good. I just don't think they're a good team. You, you, I don't think they're even elite eight material Austin. Uh, I really don't even think they have a chance to go that far. Jerry Palm has them down to the four line now. Three yeah. and five in quad one. They do have a quadrant two loss, and that puts them at three and one. And then um, seven and oh in quad three and four combined. A net of ten. It's, it's all the defense here, but the thing that's funny is they play great defense in this game against the Hoosiers, but well, still not enough. <laughs> Indiana, they, but but they, go off, they go cold offensively, and they lose by two in this one. Indiana gets a late bucket down the stretch. Big win for Indiana. Puts them in the tournament, according to Jerry Palm, as of now. I, Austin, I, I just, oh, I don't, it, come bracket time, when I'm sitting there and I'm making my bracket, Iowa is going to be that first team that, I have them getting upset and probably the first or second round. I can, I can totally see it. Oh, I, yeah, I can envision it right now. <laughs> this team, I, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. I mean, in this game, they jump out to a 17 to four run to start the game. And then they, yeah. they end up trailing at halftime. I think they sat Luca for a good portion of that first did half. Did you see the debacle yes. with Luca? Did you see the debacle with Luca Garza? He sat for the final 12 and a half oh, minutes of the first half. He had two fouls. Do you know how many fouls that he ended up with in the game? Was it? Three. It was two. Two. He had two fouls. Oh. He didn't have another foul after Fran sat him down. And then Fran had a Fran's becoming on after the game. Oh, Fran! Fran's always unhinged. <laughs> like I, it's just not good. No. That's the way. I, that's the only way I could put it. I mean, Luke Garza did not have a good game. He only played 28 minutes. He had 18 points for his standards. That's not a good game. Um, 
Joe Wieskamp led all Hawkeyes with 37 minutes played in this game, 18 points, which is also tied for the team lead with Luca Garza. And like I said, you have a lot of offensive threats for this Iowa team with Garza, Wieskamp, and Bohannon, but the odds of all three of them clicking together in one game has been few and far between. Very rare. Jordan Bohannon... 34 minutes, 11 points. He goes 3-9 from the field, 3-7 from three. Joe Wieskamp, he goes 3-7 from three as well. It's just inconsistency from a lot of these offensive pieces for Iowa. And I think the main point to be made is if Iowa goes cold, they are going to lose because they don't have the defense to back them up. We talk about an Alabama team that has an elite defense that can back them up if they go cold from the field for stretches of a game, Austin. But with Iowa you don't have the defense to, to fall back on. I just have zero confidence come tournament time in a team like that. Yeah. And you mentioned it. It's basically got Luca Garza, um, Joe Wieskamp, and then Jordan Bohannon with, you know, CJ Frederick out for, I don't know when he's coming back, but it's these last four games, it's either Lucas clicking and then Joe and uh, Jordan are just, you know, not doing much. It's basically like Bohannon. If he's nailing threes, he's nailing threes. But if he's not, he's not really, you know, doing anything offensively. That's that's kind of what I see. And lately, it's just been Joe and uh, Joe Wieskamp and Luca Garza, and that's it. And, you know, you're getting like three points from uh, Nun- Jack Nunji or you know Keegan Murray has like five points or something. It's just not enough. And especially with the defense they play, they're gonna they're gonna lose. I mean, they almost lost. Was it Tuesday to Michigan State? After they got blown out by 30 points to Rutgers, they went and played Iowa and basically took it to them. But, you know, Iowa squeaked it out at the end. Just no confidence right now on this team. You're right. If they get the wrong matchup in the, you know, dare I say, first round or second round, Austin, they could be done. 5 12. They could be 5-12 done. 5 matchup. You know how we do Oh, my God. I am more than willing to pick all the 12s to beat the 5s on any given. Saturday, or I should say any given Thursday or Friday, but nevertheless, I was uh, probably one of the teams that I have the least confidence um, in that upper tier of teams that at the beginning of the year, there was many discussions if they were going to be a Final Four team. Yeah, And the the knock on them and that has held true this whole time is the inefficiencies on defense and how it was their kryptonite last year, and it's rearing its ugly head once again. And turning to the Indiana side, it's a big win for them. Ten and eight overall now, five and six in the Big Ten. Jerry Palm has them, as I mentioned, as the last four in. Um, we look down at the schedule here for Indiana. <laughs> they played Northwestern. What today or uh, tomorrow? Um, like tomorrow. Oh. Watch them lose. Um, yeah. At Northwestern, that's a game you, you have you to take care of business, man. The, the, <laughs> Jesus, what a freaking gauntlet. Uh, <laughs> at Ohio State, and then Minnesota, Michigan State. Got to go to the rack, play the Rutgers, and then Michigan, and then at Purdue to finish the season. So there's opportunities there for the Hoosiers. Yep. They are a good team, Austin. They just need to find ways to win more of these games. They found a way. They, they found did. a way they found on a Sunday. Way. They needed it, too, very badly. Oh, yeah, they needed it. They, they sure did. And 
We look down here. A win over Maryland at home. It's a, it's a solid win. Um, they did sweep Iowa this season. They, did, they yeah, swept Iowa good. this year. That That's good to mention. Those are two big wins under their belts. Um, a loss in overtime to Florida State. A loss to Texas. Well, that was a blowout. Um, you, you look down the list here. I mean, the, you just there's not many big marquee wins outside of the sweep of Iowa, and then maybe a win against Maryland, a win against Penn State that's starting to look better. Yep. Um, yeah. With 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 every week that passes now, I think that Indiana is going to have to win a couple more of those games that I mentioned um, to, to really lock themselves into the tournament. Big one Saturday at Ohio State. Big one. Hey, good good luck with that. <laughs> Ohio State is a is a wagon. They are a wagon as of now. Um, let's see here, Austin. We got U USC and UCLA. I know you want to go into go into this one. This was a big win for USC. Uh, they dismantled UCLA, and it wasn't even close, Austin. No, no. USC wins sixty six forty eight. The the Trojans got good guard play. I mean the the Mobley brothers didn't didn't you know put up points as they normally do, but Taj Edi had sixteen points. Ethan Anderson had nineteen points, shot five of seven from the the three point line. Evan Mobley had nine points, nine rebounds, and then four blocks. Um, just a really good defensive performance by him. This USC team, I'm liking them. They're trending in the right direction. They've won four straight games. They now lead the Pac-12. Um. They're looking pretty good right now. I think, what are they, eight seed? Jerry Palm has them at the moment. I think this team you know, could get as high as a five, maybe, if they keep it rolling. You know what? I think they're higher than that. Austin. Maybe a seven, I think. I think it's all the Pac-12 teams like kind of low. Yeah, they're a seven seed as of now. Uh, 16 in the net. They're nine and two in the Pac-12, fifteen and three overall, three and one in Quad One, two and one in Quad Two, seven and one in Quad mm. Three, and three and zero oh in Quad Four. So the Trojans are not comfortably into the tournament, but um, I, I do think that they are the best team um, that that could come out of the Pac-12. UCLA is is missing Chris Smith. They're in the tournament as of now. Um, by Jerry Palm, they're an eight seed. They are two and four in quad one. They don't have any of those ugly losses yeah. that USC has, which bodes well for them. And w- with that win, the Trojans got them and the Bruins are now tied atop the Pac-12. And I think those two teams have really separated themselves. Oh, by far, from yeah, by far. The likes of Oregon, Colorado. Uh, those are really the other Only. other two teams. Maybe Arizona. Yep. Um, other than that, it, it seems as though it's a two two headed race atop the Pac twelve as of now, and two teams that I wouldn't say are trending in opposite directions, but USC just seems to be a step ahead of UCLA as of now. Yep, and I think they play Washington, Washington State, and then <clears throat> Arizona State. So three games they should win um, for USC. That is three three more games they should win, and that'll put them in a seven game win streak, and you know. Probably good position to win the Pac-12 at that point. UCLA Another... has pretty much the same schedule for the next four games. Mm-hmm. Opponents. And they play each other last game of the year. Ooh, that could be, could be to the, the Pac-12. Yeah, that could be it. 
Yeah, and probably with no conference tournament. Well, then again, who knows? <laughs> We're a t- touchy subject. Touchy. That's very touchy. Um, another Big 12 matchup. Illinois, they continued their hot ways. 75-60 to 60 over Wisconsin. This one was never really a doubt. Illinois kind of had a 10-point lead for the majority of this game. Wisconsin just kept trying to nibble its way back in. But Illinois... Um, behind Kofi Coburn, who was just a monster in this game. 23 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, Ayo Desunmu had majority of the assists on those Kofi Coburn buckets. Um, had 21 points of his own, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists. That is right. You heard that correct. That is a triple-double. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he is amazing. So is Kofi Coburn. They are a great one-two punch. And Wisconsin... Man, they had absolutely no answer for those two. And I am increasingly getting worried about this Wisconsin team. I watch game in and game out, and I really do not see many things that I walk away from and, and you know, think, wow, this team is actually really good. Right. I think they're gonna they're gonna do good in the tournament. No. No, they're not. They suck. <laughs> they're not very good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's like that's what I say yeah. to myself. <laughs> It's literally every game they play, I just lose like a little bit of confidence in them day by day, game by game, because they don't change anything. They do the same thing. They just shoot threes and they don't make them. I mean, what do you expect? I can't figure it out, man. It's it's very frustrating because the team has all the talent in the world to be good. I mean, we saw it last year. They caught fire at the end of the year. You know, presumably they would have been a two seed probably in the NCAA tournament, and it's just not it's working wild for them. Because- when we started recording the podcast, I remember they were like, they were not even. A no, tournament. they weren't. No. And then <laughs> they just kept winning games and like everyone was like, yeah, Wisconsin's going to be like a seven seed. And then we looked up and everyone kept losing except for them. And next thing you know, like they had like, they had what they racked up like an absurd amount of quad yeah. one wins. They had like 12 of them because they play in the big 10 They and they kept winning all their games. So they were like, they were like, I want to say they were like twelve and ten in quad one games, <laughs> but it was like they just had a they had an absurdly amount of quad one wins compared to everyone, and they, as you mentioned, got up to like a two seed. And the thing that we were so excited about was that that team that we're talking about is the same team. They returned everyone. <laughs> it was the exact same team, but they're not. They just don't look like it. It, it Micah Potter and um, Demetrius Trice. Demetri um, Trice, what, Reavers, um, uh, Nate Nate Reavers. It, it's just been a struggle up and down the lineup. Nate Reavers, um, he had eleven points in this one. Micah Potter, he has just been uh, a huge disappointment um, in, for a majority of the season, especially of late. Eight points in nineteen minutes. Um, he only paid. He only played fifteen minutes against Penn State and had six points. The big men, I thought, were going to be the deciding factor for this Wisconsin team. And as you mentioned, Austin, they just continue to play the same stupid <laughs> three-point game. And they go 4-24 in this game. 4-24. Illinois made more threes than them and took a third of the shot attempts from behind the arc that they did. It's just not a recipe for success for this team. They're obviously not good at it. But they keep trying it, and, and it's not working. I mean, like especially when uh, Co- you got Kofi Coburn eating, eating in that game, just rebound after rebound. 
Uh, you know, you had a double double. I mean, they got out rebounded forty six to eighteen. And you got to like take the ball, the basket, go at them, get them, get them in foul trouble, get them off the floor, try to take advantage, exploit a weakness or something. Instead of just yucking up threes, what are you doing? The problem was he was getting everyone else into foul trouble. Yeah, Coburn was. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, poor Micah Potter. I mean, he, Kobe Coburn looked like he was a whole foot taller than him. <laughs> it was just Sumo would just like he would throw it up in the air, and then Coburn would just. He would stick his nutsack right mm. in Micah Potter's face. Yeah, and he just did. Dunk it right over him. <laughs> I know that's a pleasant <laughs> thought to think about. <laughs> Badgers uh, lost to Michigan, just killed this team. They haven't come back from it. Yeah, that. Yeah, they, they were. What? Those were two top ten teams at the time of that meeting. Yeah, like, am I yeah. Wrong? yeah, I think they were. And it's been a downward spiral for Wisconsin since Jerry Palm has him as a five seed as of now. <laughs> Eight and five of the Big Ten, 14 and six overall, a net of 17, four and four in quad one, four and two in quad two. So Wisconsin has some work to do. They're clearly in the tournament, but slowly easily drop yeah. down, especially with that conference that you're playing in. And the play that we've seen from them this is not the kind of play that you want to carry into tournament time. And believe it or not, folks, it is right around the corner. It is coming. Yeah, so, I, I was very excited about this Wisconsin team at the beginning of the season. And, you know, Greg Gard and company, they got some work to do. Jake, is Michigan back up and running or no? I believe so. I believe they're playing Thursday. This week. Oh, okay. All right, <clears throat> so Wisconsin plays Michigan on Sunday. He, they got... Uh, they still have to play Iowa twice. They have a game at Purdue, and then they uh, and they have a game against Illinois still to go. Dan, who do you think would win, Wisconsin or, or Iowa at this point in time? Uh, oh, my God, that's a tough question. <laughs> I'd probably put my money on Iowa, to be completely yeah. honest with you. I mean, for – for as bad as Iowa's defense is, I think Wisconsin's offense is worse right I like, now. I like that. Yeah, I'd agree with that's, that. That's saying something. It is. It's kind of shocking to hear, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know if I want to watch that game, no. though. I've, yeah, I, I've watched enough Wisconsin games. I think, I think I've think i ran out of Wisconsin. Yeah, you're, uh, every game you're texting me, you're like, oh, Wisconsin, they just look awful. Like, every game. You text me. <laughs> I don't know why. That guy just expected more out of them, and it just hasn't worked out. So, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, other games uh, from a busy slate. Pretty pretty exciting slate, I thought, Austin. There was a, a lot of great games. Creighton squeaked by Marquette. Oh, I, I, Jesus. Speaking of no confidence in teams. <laughs> um, 71 to 68. Tennessee took care of Kentucky, eighty-two to seventy-one. Um, Kentucky was leading this game with about ten minutes to go, and then Tennessee just went on an absurd run to close out the game. Kentucky is five and twelve now overall on this season. Speaking of uh, shit performances, Duke lost to Notre Dame today yeah. after losing North Carolina on Saturday. Duke will not be going to the NCAA tournament. It is a beautiful, beautiful, sight, beautiful. Soak it all in. <laughs> um, 
Anything else here, Austin? Uh, Drake lost. Yep, Drake lost. Their undefeated season is no more, and now they have a pair of very important, very important then against Loyola yep. Chicago. Um, if, if you're looking to kind of you know, dive deeper into college basketball, a couple of great Missouri Valley teams are going to go at it. And what we thought was maybe a two bid league yeah. could become a one bid a one bid league here if Drake doesn't. I would say have to split with Loyola. Um, Loyola's in the tournament as of now. They are... Uh, let's see where Jerry Palm has them. I think he doesn't have them. In they the have tournament. them both as a 10 seed, I think. Jerry Palm has Loyola as a 12 seed. 12 seed? And then Drake is a 10. Is a 12 seed. Well, okay. Correct. Yeah, 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 correct. I would probably swap those. Yeah, now, yeah, it's looking, but... <laughs> looking like that. Yeah, but I mean, we got to see how these two teams play each other, obviously, until we can really make. I, I think that's a great judgment call to see where these two teams stand because I think a lot of the metrics and numbers that we see are showing that Loyola is a better team than Drake. Yep. Uh, Loyola is 17 and 3 overall, 12 and 1 inside the Missouri Valley. Um, as mentioned, Drake just lost their first game, so they're eighteen and one now, and nine and one inside the Missouri Valley. So a couple of uh, very exciting games coming up. When are those games? Uh, Jake? You know when those Saturday, are? Saturday, Sunday, I believe. Back to back. Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Okay. A um, couple of games going on right now. Syracuse is beating NC State forty to thirty four. Now I only mention that Austin, not because we're Syracuse fans, but for some odd reason, Jerry Palm has Syracuse on the bubble. Um, he has go. them hope. as a team that could make the tournament. I'm not gonna. They don't have a quad one. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many so, Q one losses? I guess. It, uh, four their own four. They are one. They don't even. Have, they only have. They have only have one win inside the first two quadrants. I think that's against so. Clemson. I think we beat Clemson. Yeah, yeah, we did. And then we got blown out by them. Yeah. No, 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 no way. Who do we beat? No, Clemson would. If we beat Clemson, that would be a quad one win because Clemson is is a. Uh, oh, never mind. No. Did we beat Clemson? No, we got blown out by him. It was beat, like a 24 loss. Did we beat, oh, Virginia Tech. We beat Virginia Tech. We did. We beat Virginia Tech. Not that that obviously matters now. So, uh, Just ugly. Anyway, let's not. Let's yeah. not. I mean, we already saw Jim picking his Trap. nose and eating it tonight. You know. Eesh. But, hey, maybe he, start, he needs to start doing it every game, before every game, because, I mean, we're winning right now, so. Or wait. No, yeah, we're winning. Good luck, Charm. Um, Alabama's only beating South Carolina by oh. one. Oh, God. Just about to be at the under-16 timeout um, in the second half. So, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one. Austin, before we get into uh, a couple resumes I want to run by you here, um, do you want to enlighten us on the, on the gambling corner that we have going on Oh, wow. Dan. Well, we were cooking. We were on fire, you know. You know, I was just sitting there watching <laughs> sure troops all day. And so I was like, hey, you know, just I'll ask each one of the guys, and we'll uh, we'll see if you know our locks can win. So I had Illinois minus four against Wisconsin to cover the spread. They did. 
Dan had St. John's Moneyline, which I loved against uh, Providence. They won easily. I understand that one. The money line. The, well, it, it, Providence was favored by. Oh, uh, no. I know. Really, uh, get this, Dan. I so mean, I just didn't really get St. That. John's plays playing Butler tonight, and Butler is the favorite. So. Folks, I, I, sleep on them. Keep sleeping on them. That, that's your that that's your team. You got to jump on them. Sleep on them. Jump on the Johnnies. And then Jake had Pittsburgh plus 10 to cover the spread against Virginia as his you lock. lucky, lucky bastard. And they did it at the end. Man, one of these days. It didn't look good. It did not look good. And then they came back. But they did. And we were all one, you know, our locks all were winners. Imagine if we parlayed those together. I, I did throw in a. You did that. I did throw in a fun bet. I yeah. thought that Coastal Carolina would rebound against South Alabama. That, that did not happen, unfortunately. Hey, hey. Coastal Carolina got swept. I give you credit because those are two teams that I have no idea about, and you went for it. And it was close. It was close. I'll give it to you. You're still hot. You're still hot. I'm due. I'm I'm due for another uh, another Pacific game. Oh God! Win me money, Dan. Win me money. <laughs> for those for those of you that are wondering legendary last story. year for some reason i just made a random bet that pacific was going to cover against san diego yep. because san diego was terrible yep. and it was probably the easiest <laughs> bet i had ever placed and pacific easily covered i think i i think it was like a 13 point spread yeah. and i it just didn't make any sense and then um I don't think Pacific won, but they easily covered it. And so it was one of my finer games yeah, moments, you, even you, though I have never actually placed a bet. You before. literally <laughs> said to me, San Diego sucks. Take Pacific. No other words were needed. And I, you know, and so he took it and won me you know, like 20 bucks or something like that. Easy money. Hey, I'm a, I'm a man of the people. What can I say? You are. You help me out. You're my go to once uh, mobile gambling's legal. You're my go to, Dan. Oh, and um, also, we have a new segment on the show, Austin, that I need to bring to the viewers' attention. Um, bad score bug of the week. Oh. And if you don't know what a score bug is, it is the little ticker at the bottom of the screen <laughs> that shows you the score of the game. So if you did catch this, um, the Oklahoma State and Texas game, for some reason ESPN thought it was a clever idea to make both the teams orange. <laughs> So no one had any fucking idea who was who. Like, Oklahoma State was literally like a, a hint of orange lighter than Texas, and you could uh, not tell the difference terrible. at all. And it was unbelievable. I texted Austin, and I said, this score bug makes me want to vomit. I was vomit. like, oh, my <laughs> it God. It literally did. <laughs> it's, it's horrendous. And for those of you that don't know, the, the purpose of a score bug is for someone to look at it and immediately know which team is which. Now, in this scenario, the, the purpose of the score bug was completely defeated because both teams were the same goddamn color. <laughs> and you literally were like, been, you were like, we could easily just make Oklahoma State black, you know, <laughs> Texas orange, Oklahoma yes, State black. I mean, it was simple, <laughs> as simple as that. ESPN did it in the Alabama-Oklahoma game, too. They made, like, Oklahoma oh, shade yeah. red yeah. lighter. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's, it's just brutal. And to, going off track here on the topic of score bugs, the new one for CBS, I, I, I hate it. <laughs> I think it's terrible. Uh, 
they should have just kept the old one. It was way better. Now, I will say last year when Fox rolled out their new one, I wasn't fond of it at first. It has grown on me over time um, compared to the one that they had before. Do you remember the one they had before? The, uh, it was basically I think just so. two – it was – it was just two boxes. That's all it was. You could like there was no logos or anything. Like they actually put logos in the new one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know why. I'm 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 obsessed. I'm obsessed. Is that something they do every year? They just they release a new score bug for the, like for the Super Bowl and then go with it. Is that something they do? Well, so the the three the three networks they they swap the Super Bowl every three years. Yep. So next year it'll be NBC again who gets it. So every three years they roll out a new score bug for their network uh, okay. or whatever. So like last year Fox switched up their score bug because they had the Super Bowl. I, I don't know why it, it runs like that, but that's kind of become a trend where like every three years when the network gets the Super Bowl, they change their score bug and their graphics up. And like Fox last year, when for some reason they went all to those weird animated characters oh, God. the teachers terrible. scoring touchdowns and Aaron Rodgers looked like he had lifted for five <laughs> yeah. years and was like and had massive biceps. Yeah, that was I think they Roid Rage. <laughs> little tweaking little tweaking that has to go on with those. But you know one score where that never changes is the March Madness. Uh, it's it's my favorite, Dan. It's it's amazing. I've walked around the house just singing that a lot lately, and Sam has been very concerned. She's going to be very worried in like three weeks. That's nothing to be worried about. I mean, it's completely, it's completely natural. I mean, she's going to be worried when I'm over there for like four straight days doing. Doing absolutely nothing but watching college basketball. Dear God, the couch will just smell of rancid oh, farts. Oh, you and... have no idea. I'll make a big batch of wing dip, bring it over. Just three packs of claw. Oh, God. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I believe the uh, Peak. Sweet 16 weekend, my parents are going away. So oh, I'll just be. So what? I'll Jake's... just come over and watch the whole weekend in my home. Jake, now, if that was to happen, there has to be pictures sent of the TV setups. And by that, I mean there has to be at least three TVs, minimal, minimal, set up next to each other so multiple games could be played at that, once. That can be done. I'll have well, to, I can, I can prop it up and send a picture. Jake, if you can get it to work, prototype it. I'll be there. I'll be there. But I need visual evidence beforehand. Austin, do you want to go over some of these resumes? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. All right. Resume number one. This team is five and four in their conference, nine and six overall. Nine and six gives away a hint. They have been on COVID pause. They are one and four in quadrant one, four and oh in quadrant two, two and two in quadrant three, and two and oh in quadrant four. Now, I don't assume that you will have any guesses. This is a team that's on the bubble. No peeking. Okay. No peeking. Um, I can give you any other hints you would like. Is it uh, – they're what are they, 9 and 6 overall? Yeah, uh, 5 and 4 inside their conference. Um, I can't give you the conference, but I can give you – 
their signature win, which is a win over Kentucky when they were ranked number 20th in the nation. Richmond. No. Oh, damn it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought I had that. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. That was a complete trick question. Ooh. Went over Kentucky. Hmm. Georgia Tech? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. And then as of recent, they have wins over Clemson and Florida State. Interesting. 83 to 65 over Clemson. And seventy six to sixty five over Florida State. Jerry Palm currently does not have them in the tournament. I think this team is a little closer to the bubble than Jerry Palm has them. To be quite honest with you, they have a couple of of decent wins on this resume. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I agree with them. I think or agree with you that they are closer to the bubble. I mean, that that win against Notre Dame, I think they were down 17 points on Saturday, and they came back. That really saved their season to, as of now. But I think they're closer than most people think, and I think if they can rattle off a couple more wins, who do they got left on the schedule? They probably play someone good, like Virginia or something. Yep, they play um, Virginia tomorrow night. Oh, well, well there it is. Well, there you there go. Well, how do you do? You got to win that one, yeah, and then kind of get some wins together, and then I think you know, depending on if other teams fall or what happens, what happens, they could find themselves on that on that bubble in a couple weeks. We're only this Sunday; we're four weeks away. We're a month away. <laughs> There's no time for uh, <laughs> no time for play right now. It's strictly business. Dear God, help us all if. You know what happens uh, that happened last year. You know, we were hitting our stride. I think I had nightmares about it. Uh, we were. We really were. We were coming into our own. Our, our conference. I don't really know what that means. Our, our conference but... uh, tournament preview episode at 38 plays. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Made the record show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unbelievable. But, yeah, hopefully everything works out and we get a tournament. So. Any more resumes for me, Dan? Uh, um, oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, oh, where was it? Okay. This is a team that has, um, I think, been very controversial on this podcast, mm. especially last year. 12-7 mm-hmm. and seven overall, 8-5 and five inside their conference, 58 in the net, 2-5 and five in quad one, 2-2 two and two in quad two, and a combined 8-0 and oh in the last two quadrants. 12-7. and seven. Do they have a key win? Um, key win over Alabama early on in the season. Um, it has to be North Carolina. No. Damn it. Over two, Austin. Uh, key win over Alabama. Um, ugly losses. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Key win over Alabama, Western Kentucky. It's a team we didn't enjoy last year either. We didn't enjoy them. Ugly losses over Utah. Uh, They lost to North Carolina when they were ranked. They've lost to Indiana as well. Um, Oh, they've lost to Arizona State too. 
Drawing a blank, Dan. Stanford? Come on, guys. Stanford. Oh. Stanford. Oh. Dan. There you go, Jake. <laughs> wow. Austin's team. Damn. Come on, Austin. That's my bad. Um, I mean, who did they, they lost it. Yeah, they lost to Arizona State two Saturdays ago, which kind of really hurt them. They were rolling without three of their starters for whatever reason. They just, I think they played on Saturday, something like that. But for whatever, whatever reason, they just chose when they wanted to play or I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think anyone really knows what but, the deal is there. They beat Cal on Sunday to kind of get things going again. But, I mean, if they can win against a couple more, I don't even know who they play. What do they got? Let's see. Um, they have Colorado, Utah, Washington, Washington State, and then um, I'd say the two most important games against USC and Oregon are towards the back half. Well, they got to win again. They got to win against the Washington, Washington, Washington State. Got to win those. If they can win against Colorado, that'd be huge. And then the game against remember when Colorado was like ranked, yeah, and they were good. Yeah, they were ranked when they played Tennessee. But, I mean. They're all right. They're not that good, but they're still a tournament team in my eyes, though. Colorado speaking, but I think Stanford, if they can, if they're starter, I mean, obviously it's hurting them not having the starters in three of them. But you know, other yeah. guys are getting minutes, which is good. They're getting experience, so I mean, when they get the starters back, whenever that is, if they can rattle off some, you know wins and you know get guys going i think they can be a tournament team and possibly maybe win a game in the tournament uh-huh. okay all right this is uh this is a good one I, I think you'll get this one um this team is 10 and 10 overall 4 and 9 in their conference they are 4 and 10 in quad 1 games they haven't played a game in quadrant two as of now, according to their competition. And then they are five and zero oh in uh, quadrant three and four. This has got to be, got to be a big 10 team. Hey, you, are, you are close. You're getting warm. <laughs> uh, not Minnesota. Is it Maryland? Yeah, um, it's Maryland. <laughs> okay. So Dude, this is interesting. Oh this, wow. It is. It really is. And and the thing is, there's no the thing that is holding their head above water is there's no bad losses mm-hmm. on this resume. They are they're all quality losses. And a lot of them are close losses. I would say looking at this schedule as of now, and you have to remember where these teams were back when they played them. So, I mean, they lost to Purdue back when Purdue was not ranked. Um, that was a close game, 73-70. to 70. They have a loss to Indiana. That was at Assembly Hall. Other than that, I mean, there's really, there's really no bad losses on the schedule. Maybe at Penn State, 55-50, to 50, that's, a, that's another yeah. one. I texted yep. you during that game. That was, not fun to, that was not fun to watch. But other than that, and the thing is – there is a lot of winnable games. Oh, for sure, season. yeah. They they have already played all of their all their brutal games. They have Minnesota, Nebraska, Rutgers, Michigan State, Northwestern, and Penn State. All winnable games to finish their season. 
So I really do like Maryland's prospects making the tournament. As much as I hate to say that, you know me, I am not not the biggest Mark Turgeon supporter on this podcast. But with that being said, I mean, I think Maryland is in a solid place here. It, it sounds bad that they're four and ten in quad one, but when you really look at the schedule, there's not a bad loss on this resume. But uh, it's yeah, the, it's yeah. got to be the weirdest resume. It's like, I mean, you mentioned they're they're you know the pretty soft schedule to end the season, but like if they take a loss, it's going to be just catastrophic. Especially like if it's against Michigan State, Northwestern, Nebraska, one of those three teams. And I also I would say Rutgers is your only game that you have on that right. schedule remaining that you can lose and not have it count towards. Yeah, I think you, you gotta win against Minnesota at home. You gotta win that game. Yes. Um Yes, agreed. Also just it kind of just comes to my mind. I mean, they've had so many chances. I mean, not many other teams get you know, as many opportunities as them. How many losses is too many losses? Especially in like a pandemic year where, you know. I mean, we have this discussion every year. It seems like it, it, at one point, Wisconsin was, we were having that discussion about them right. this time last year before they got hot. I mean, they had a lot of quad one losses. And I mean, I can look at some of these other bubble teams and the thing is, any of these bubble teams, you're pretty much going to be in the Big Ten if you have that many quad one losses. And I say that because the next team with as many quad one losses as Maryland is uh, Indiana, who is three and seven in quad one. And then Minnesota, who is three and six. So it's a good question. I don't really know where you can draw the cutoff. Does but... does he have them in right now or no? Yeah, that was right what I was about okay. to look at. Um, no, he does not have them in. Um, so for context, his last four in are North Carolina, St. John's, LSU, and Indiana. I would take LSU out and throw Maryland in, I think. With the comparing so Maryland comparing is the right resumes. on that bubble. So you say that he doesn't even have them as a first four out as of now. He has Boise State, VCU, Stanford, and Wichita State as wow. his first four out. So okay, we'll we'll take Maryland's resume. I have a resume for you, Dan, that I want I want to compare these two. I got a resume for you. Okay. Jake and I were talking about this today. I think it's just kind of absolutely absurd. So this team is one in five in quad one, four and oh. This is Arkansas. Uh, there you go. All right. You, you, <laughs> had, him. you had him down. Uh, no, I, they're the first team on this list that caught uh, okay. my eye because they're on this fucking yeah. list every year. Like <laughs> we do this every year with them and like, they're, they'll probably lose to Kentucky right now. They're losing <laughs> to them right now. They're losing. They're, oh, they're, they're up by one oh, and a half. God. Like, they're not a good team. They shouldn't be in this bubble conversation right. like, that we're talking about. I, I'm sorry, Arkansas fans. I know there's a lot of you out there listening right now. <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's funny you said that. They're the first team it's that like, showed up on the ball. Their best wins at Auburn, and, you know, they're, they're, they ha- he has them comfortably in, too, as a 10 seed, which I, I really don't understand. Does he really? I didn't even know that. Yep. 14-5, and 6-4 and four in the SEC. I mean, they haven't even beaten any of the top teams in the SEC featuring, like, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, LSU, and Alabama. Top teams in air quotes. Yeah, uh, yeah but, like, teams of, <laughs> you know, relevance with an asterisk next to it. Yeah. I just find it They absurd. never help themselves with their non-conference schedule. They're always, like, picking terrible teams to play well, against. Their non-conference schedule is awful. They were 9-0. and They were 9-0 and to start the season. Awful. Didn't play anyone of relevance in the non-conference. Uh Okay, here's a here's another bubble team for you. Twelve and six overall, eight and three in the conference, zero and two in quad one, two and three in quad two, seven and one in quad three, and three and zero in quad four. Let's look and see what kind of wins and losses we have. So. Um, there's a loss on here to Auburn. There's a loss to Western Kentucky. Oh, I know who it is. Um, there's a uh, there's an there's a couple ugly losses to Tulsa. <laughs> um, Come on, Austin. and to be completely honest with you, there's not one signature win to be had on the this Memphis Tigers. Who name <laughs> that team? The Memphis Tigers. Uh. <laughs> God. They are on the bubble as of now. And the thing is, we're going to find out probably this week if they're going to be a tournament team or Jake, not. Jake, have they been winning games? I've kind of stopped paying attention. Yeah, they they have. They they have a 20-point win over Wichita State, yeah. which I would say is probably their most impressive win. Um, and then a win over SMU. Okay. And – they lost the other game to SMU. They, they, the, yeah, that's right. The they split. American Athletic. They split. They're doing, yeah, they're doing mostly, um, you know, back to backs, and they did a home and home with SMU. They they did split it. Um, both games won their they both teams won their home games. Pardon me, but like I said, they play Cincinnati tomorrow. Must win, and then they go to Houston. Ooh. Is that and, on Saturday? That's a resume it's builder. That is on Ooh, uh, okay. Sunday. Yeah, it's on Valentine's Day. Um, that's at the Frittata Center. No, it's the <laughs> Frittata Center. For, for, for the Egg Frittata Center. Um, and then a game against Wichita State. And then at the end of the year, they play Houston again. So there's some opportunities here for Memphis and Penny Hardaway to maybe creep back into the at-large bid. I can't believe that just like came out of Jake, my mouth. Can they do it? I don't. Can Landers take him to the promised land? I really don't know. Landers. <laughs> I, I think it's Landers. I think it's Landers. Who cares? Should have stayed at Virginia Tech. Should we call him? Let's call him. Let's call him Landers. 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 Nolly. That bloke. <laughs> that bloke. He's got to hit some shots. Jake, can they do it? No, they're I no, their offense no. is still just way too inconsistent to I think 
to keep up with the offensive pace of Houston at all. So that's the confidence I'm looking I, for. I mean, Jake, you did what? just lose to East Carolina. Hey, I call it as it is. <laughs> I'm a straight he, shooter. He, you know, rebound by beating our lady of. Say Austin, sorry. Yeah. No. Nope. Didn't want to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't want to play Gonzaga, and then they had <laughs> Lady of the Lake or whatever it is. Oh, the Our, La- Our Lady <laughs> yeah. of the Lake. What a great effort. <laughs> I think they threw a nun <laughs> under the court in the second half because they couldn't. They didn't have enough bench players. Uh, I think Mother. <laughs> such a bad look. Uh, shoot. Terrible. All right. I got one more for you. One more. Um. Here we go. Nine and six overall. Five and five in the conference. One and one quad one. Four and four in quad two. Two and zero oh in quad three. And two and one in quad four. That's a stinky quad four loss. Let's find out who it was against. Oh, and we have found it right off the bat. So. This team's got a couple of big wins on the resume, Austin. Oh my goodness! They lost to Saint Francis, Pennsylvania. Who, who did they? Who did they beat? Or will that give it away? What? I didn't six. Um, no, I, I I can give it to you. I mean, they their biggest win is over Virginia Tech. That's their biggest win. Um. Other wins, they swept what, Syracuse. Syracuse. That could be any team. Uh, they beat they beat Duke, and they beat Miami, uh, and they beat Northwestern back when Northwestern was good. Austin, this is a, this is a layup. You can do it, Austin. Jake, you know it, right? Once you said that they swept uh, Syracuse. Pittsburgh. Is that them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it took me a little while yeah, to process. There you go. They've kind of been trending in the in the wrong direction here of late. They've lost four of their last five, but as I mentioned, um that one win was against Virginia Tech, eighty three to seventy two. But there's some some gross losses on here. Um a loss to Wake Forest, which does not look pretty on the resume. Um, losses against North Carolina and Notre Dame, those are – I mean, those are, are mm. fine losses. The only problem with it is they lost to Notre Dame 84-58, to 58, which I don't know if the committee looks at the scores of games, but I would pass over that one. Um, they lost by 10 to Louisville earlier on in the Jesus. season. And as I mentioned, that ugly loss the against St. Francis, Pennsylvania, <laughs> that could be a, a, a dagger. Yeah. Yeah, for, for their chances at an at-large bid here. Um, I honestly, you know, you know what we can do here? I would love to stack this resume up against St. John's because I feel like these are two teams that are very similar, I, I guess I would say. Um, two teams that have been bottom dwellers in their conference for the last couple of years and have kind of yeah, um, yeah I like that. had I like some – unexpected success. Is that a good way to put it, Austin? 
Um, St. John's is 13 and seven, seven and six in the big East 64 net. Um, for reference, Pitt has a 76 net St. John's is two and four in quad one, two and two in quad two, five and one in quad three, and is four and O in quad number four. If I can get this damn website to work. Um, let's see. St. John's has a loss to Georgetown in overtime. Um, they don't really have any. That's kind of all I'm seeing. They lost to BYU early in the season. That's not really a bad loss. Um, they lost to Seton Hall. Lost a bubble team as well. Lost to Creighton. Lost to Xavier. They lost to Creighton twice. They beat Villanova recently. They beat UConn. Went against Providence on Saturday. They played Butler tonight. And they still have to play. They're at Villanova February 23rd. Um, Then they play Providence March 3rd and close out the season against Seton Hall. Yeah, they're playing really good. This is a tournament team as far as I'm concerned. Yep. They're on a, what is it, a six-game win streak. That's six, six wins in a row and seven of their last eight. And the only losses to, I would say, a formidable Marquette team, and they and they bounced back and beat them at Marquette um, on January thirty first. It's convincing too. That win against Villanova is huge. I mean, that is just that is just a the exactly it is just a huge resume booster if you're asking me. And then a big win on the road against a team in Connecticut that was ranked at the time. Um, I, I like the St. John's team. I, I really do think that they're a tournament team, and they yeah, for sure. I'm a big "What have you done play. for me lately?" kind of guy. And all I see are wins, and this team is just you know they're playing good basketball. Posh, Posh Alexander, the freshman, he's really coming into his own, shooting the ball. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, right. Good defender too. Like unexpectedly good defender for how small he is. Like he's tiny. He's like five eight, maybe five seven. But he is a very good player, and um, I, I like this. I like this St. John's team. And as you mentioned, Austin, yeah, what have you done for me lately? I don't care who really you beat, as long as you beat them, and they have taken care of taken care of business against everyone. And you look at that six game stretch. Wins against Utah Valley and DePaul and Marquette and Providence aren't going to stand out as much, but you beat all those teams. And then on yep. top of that, you got convincing wins against Connecticut and yeah, Villanova. I mean, sure. that's the, a good recipe for I a think they team, should be in right now. And I don't know why people have, have them out well, as of you. now or on the bubble, but I think they're, they're in. And some of these teams like Arkansas, LSU – you know, other teams can shove it, and they should be, you know, sitting out and looking on the outside. Can and shove in, it. So. Yeah. I know. I, I, you know I'm all about resumes. I love Thank it. you for investigating those re- resumes for me, Austin. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I believe coming up next week. I would love to, that, yes. Um, construct our last four in and first four out. 
It's going to be an annual on the podcast. I think we enjoyed doing that last year, especially when me and Jake got into our scuttlebuff over NC State. Uh, All right. Jake's going to put Memphis in the tournament, like as a seven seed. (laughs) No, no, no. 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 All right. um, Just some updates. Uh, Alabama is now up seven against South Carolina. Um, Uh, Penn State is down by seven at the moment to Michigan State. Okay. Arkansas has uh, gotten a five-point lead over Kentucky. Uh, Texas is up by one against Kansas Come on, State Razorbacks. at the moment. Blow it! And it looks like Syracuse is going to close out against, against NC State. You know, one other tournament team to look at. <laughs> yeah. NC State stinks this year. Regular basis. I mean, they're usually like a bubble team, pretty much on a, you know, regular basis. Yeah. And that has not been the case. I mean, they've had a ton of their games postponed, but there's there's not much. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> man, if you get swapped by Qs, um... yeah, you know you're not that good. Not that Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Boogie knows Jim Beheim um, sweeps you. VCU beat Dayton earlier face. today. VCU, a team that, you know, we thought it was going to be a rebuilding oh, year and God. looks like they could get into the NCAA tournament. They've been hot as of late. Out of the A10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. How no one cares. Just throw just them in there. Tripping off at like, what, <laughs> 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. What the hell? I love it. I, yeah, it's great. Guys to watch their misery. Jeez. How many teams do you think? Well, they just Austin? beat the Considering crap out of each other. Oh today. God! What? What uh, a bloodbath! Let me see. Probably one, Jake. Where is it? You're asking me. Because I know like, Austin and I were talking about it today, and he, I mean, he said he thinks. The bond, bond well, adventure I mean, in St. Louis, uh, Louis has some Louis work to do. I mean, they've yeah, yeah, they've been on pause, and when they come off pause, they lose. St. Louis has been on pause for so long. They, really the really played, played, they were all tied conference. at one point in the standings. Yeah, it was a six-way tie. It was a six-way tie between Bonaventure like, is uh, on top with eight and two. VCU is seven and two, and then Davidson oh. and UMass are both six and two. Yep. Yeah, but St. Louis beat Bonnie's the other day, which bodes well for for St. Louis. I believe the Bonnie's are winning against LaSalle right now. Uh, Yeah, they are. I think maybe two, Jake, and Dan, out of this conference. I'm not too sure, though. Maybe we just won. We'll see. Probably two, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I I think Davidson comes out of nowhere and wins the conference. I love I love smoke being blown up my ass during this time of year. Blown smoke. That's up what I live for. I think I think. think okay. All good. Note, anything else? Week. I like it. No. All right. Well, for Jake Huther, Austin Atwood, yours truly. Thank you for listening to another episode. Episode, Jesus Christ, of the One and Done College Basketball Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Lovely, lovely, lovely.